we're back live on Winject Studios. It's Zach and Jason. Almost. Oh. <laughs> hey guys. Um, we, we are so glad to be back. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say that last week we had some technical difficulties on my end that took care of that. In fact, um, I called an internet provider. I'm not going to name who it is. I'm not going to say that because I don't want to throw people under the bus. Uh, that's not my style. But I do have Andy. He's on the other side of the screen, and he's going to be monitoring my internet the entire time. So if it ever goes out, <laughs> it's Andy's fault. Do you want to come say hey? No, you want to come say hey? It's fine. Come on. You don't want to? He doesn't want to. He's shy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There ain't nobody out there. Um, you were thinking I'm like, it, though. Jason's over there. I was just like, I was like, what? We've been on a call for like 15 minutes. Is this good? Just sitting quietly. But the guy was just at yeah. your house, though. He was just at my house, and I had him. I said, "Listen, let me let me tell you, the people of Winject Studios don't want to see me mm -hmm. dropping my internet. So none of that can't happen." He boosted my speeds like five times what it was uh, before. So yeah. We're back in business. Um, back in business. But yes, yes, we are here. And if you have questions today, we're going to be talking about pivots in uh, business, not just uh, our business, but I think, Jason, you have a couple that you want to share, and we're going to kind of go through some of those and talk about those. If you have, if you want to join the community with us, text 843-396-2104. It's scrolling at the bottom of this uh, this video now, so you should be able to see that uh, and text at any time. You also can go to um, winject.com, go to join, and we have stuff for podcast creators, we have stuff for podcast listeners, we have everything for for anybody or anybody that, that is interested in podcasting, we have something for you. So be sure to go over there, check that out, you're not going to want to miss that. And I don't have a Pellegrino today, I do not have Topo Chico today, I do not have LaCroix today, I have Perrier, and i got to be real. This stuff sucks. <laughs> this stuff sucks. And if you guys are a Perrier person, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to offend, but this stuff sucks. It's not good. Um, I'm going to drink it anyway because we have it. And you know what I got in here? You know what I got in here? What I got in here? Liquor. Tap water. Tap water. Tap, oh, Tap water. Uh, I, I thought... You were when I said human, I was thinking, uh, do you remember on uh, How I Met Your Mother, the Woo Girls? No, there's always the Woo Girl. Okay, no, that's what I thought. I thought you were a, a Woo Girl. Um, anyways, let's let's get back to let's get back to business. Um, yeah, so, so I'm yes. saying real quick so send us a message, uh, wherever you're watching live, whether it's Facebook, Inst um, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, you can also message us, 843-396-2104. Uh, you can even hit up winject.com and talk on live chat there. You might not be able to talk with us immediately on the show, but definitely drop us a line and send us a message. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so uh, I want to just kind of start with uh, our story. So mm -hmm. Jason and I uh, started this business back in 2013. Uh, we've been best best friends since basically college. Uh, we were in each other's weddings. We got married a month apart. And um, well, he got married to his wife. And I got married to, we didn't marry each other. Um, but you're about to say something. 
I was gonna do the Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I yeah, would be married well, with yeah. you, but if you you feel kind of high maintenance. I probably am, maybe a little bit. You all have to ask my wife. Um, <laughs> so uh, we started the business. We had been freelancing on our own for on our own for years and years and years. I remember graduating college and trying to find work. And everybody asked for five years of experience. So I was like, I just graduated. I have a little bit of experience uh, from internships and stuff, but it wasn't enough. So I said, you know what? Do it. I'm doing it on. Uh, Jace was already freelancing. I made a joke one day. I was like, hey, listen, you're freelancing. I'm freelancing. Let's just do this together. So that's how this was formed. And Jason always uh, uh, kind of pokes fun at that and says, so this was our business was started on a joke. Uh, it was not. Uh, I'm glad that we're, we're doing this and we've been doing this for, like I said, a very long time. Uh, yeah. But at the beginning of this, it was strictly designed. That, that, that was pretty much it. Uh, oh, Paul says it's getting interesting. It's getting heated already. Um, we've talked about some. Oh wait, must be a Georgia. You know what? I'm not even going to respond to that, Chris. <laughs> that doesn't even deserve a response. Uh, we'll see what happens um, in a couple weeks. Georgia Bulldogs face Clemson Tigers. We'll see. I may be eating my words, um, but I believe in my team. But yeah, so we we were freelancing, and so we we started out, and we were strictly just. Um, just design. That was it. Uh, we we uh, I remember the first job we got just doing it on our own, and we made like five hundred bucks, and we were like high five, and we we're like we made it. This is it. Woo! The real deal. Um, <laughs> well, even we roll back, our, roll back, roll back a little bit further. Like roll our, back. yeah, our initial goal was we we were very like altruistic in our approach. Like we wanted, we had such like lofty goals like we specifically wanted to do work for churches like um we both did freelance work for churches back in the day and um we saw that there was like a huge need there um and so we were like okay cool huge need we'll fill the need um but we had a really hard time finding good clients uh well you know when when people say when people say the niche down we niched down, but yeah. we went so niche that we went very far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, well, you know, I think, and you know, the funny thing is, is uh, we were talking to um, uh, an acquaintance that I went to school with a couple of years ago, and uh, I was telling him that story of how we started, and uh, he was like, oh, "Well, you're just working with the wrong churches," and that was absolutely true. Um, and you know, that kind of leads us more into what we're going to talk about today, but we were working with the wrong churches. We had the, I, we had the vision, we had the goal of what we wanted to do. Um, and we had the skill set to do it, but we were going in the wrong direction. We were looking for the wrong people. We didn't have the right target audience. Like we needed the niche within that niche. Um, and that was, that was you know, uh, the issue that we had early on. So, you know, this whole discussion, uh, cause I think, I think the community announcement was like, uh, what we're going to, what we're going to be talking about today. It's like, if you go back in time, what would you get, what would that advice be? And for us, that's something that we talk about a lot, you know, like amongst ourselves, we've talked about it a couple times publicly, but the power of pivot, like we wish that we had not maybe, I mean, you know, our business probably would be different now if we, if we had learned this earlier on, but you know, 
one of the things I wish that we had learned earlier on is to, hey, it's okay to shift gears, like, even completely. And you don't have to, like, keep trudging along with things not really working. Like, you mm -hmm. can figure out how to make that monumental pivot shift. And you can do that earlier on. That's okay. And that's something that took us kind of, like, years to figure out. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's that's how we got to this point. So for those who tuned in, wanting to listen to that, that's kind of what we're talking about is one specific thing that we wanted to tell ourselves. Yeah, because I think that um, early on, we just had the, like you said, we had these high hopes on it. our work making a difference. And we obviously we're Christians, and so we felt like working with churches, making a difference in that arena would would do that. And like Jason said, we were already working with that. We'd already been doing work with churches, and yeah, uh, we did that for a while. Um, and it wasn't really until um, I would say we kind of tried to find what that niche was for us for a long time, and then when it finally hit, it was like why have we not been doing websites this whole time? Jason has a big background in that. I had a little bit of it uh, going on as well. Um, then when we started getting uh, in our nine to five jobs, we were still freelancing and back and forth, working nights, weekends. Our dream was to do it full time, um, but we just didn't get there um, right away. Um, and it, it wasn't until, you know, probably I would say five, six years ago, uh, we both got some really good marketing jobs uh became marketing directors at those and ran teams and um, all that sort of stuff and that was kind of when it was like let's make this shift uh we need to we really need to pivot because this is where the money's at and this is where we can actually scale and grow this business uh from just doing design work which we still do we still do a lot of branding um but we kind of pair that with some marketing we pair that with um website design and since that happened, it's really propelled our business to a different level, um, yeah. and it's continuing to grow. Um, yeah. So, like Jason said at the beginning of this, and um, even kind of teasing it, uh, if you could go back and tell tell yourselves back in the future what to do, a hundred percent, this is exactly what we would have told ourselves because making that jump changed the game. It really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think we're going to get into not just making a giant leap like that, because mm -hmm. we really did make a pivot from being a design agency, like strictly like graphic design agency, to now our marketing and web design firm. And that's that's the direction we went. You know, we still kept some of what we did before, um, yeah. but it was like a big shift. But there's also shifts that you can do in your company that don't mean you got to completely change the whole structure of your company around just to get it going. But there's there's another there's another way to do that, and those are uh, like a like a, a small pivot. Would you call it medium pivot? Is that what you call it? Yeah, um, I call their their medium, medium big big pivots and medium pivots and small pivots. So like um, when you think about it, this can either be a a one degree shift or a, um, uh, or like a hundred degree wow. shift. So, um, you know, and, and these things happen. Yeah. And these, and yeah, maybe. And these things happen, these things happen, you know, a lot and they happened early on for us. So like we started out with just doing design 
and we were specifically really trying to go after churches. And then we were like, okay, let's expand that set and let's just do design for, you know, pretty much any industry that we can find, you know, because we just wanted to work. And then, okay, let's do, um, uh, let's move over into this and let's offer more things and offer everything for everybody. And then it's like, okay, wait, we don't need to offer everything for everybody. We need to do this. And so these little, these little pivots um, or changes or shifts over time, whatever you want to call it, these things happen constantly. And uh, sometimes they happen and you're like all in and you're really focused on it. Sometimes it's just kind of happens within the business and you just go along with yeah. it. But, um, you know, I think for a lot of people who are not doing, uh, who are not doing, uh, who are not shifting or not pivoting in their business or haven't experienced it before, I think it's really important for you to um, step back in the business and really take an introspective look uh, at what you're doing, your processes. Think about like, you know, what kind of competition do I have? Is there a way too much competition in the space? And I, I'm, I'm just noise. I'm just like a tiny little bit of noise in this massive thunderous arena. Um, and if that's the case, maybe it's time for a pivot. Um, you know, do you have a product that no one's buying? Maybe it's time for a pivot, maybe within your marketing or how you present it or the branding. You know, maybe there's something there that's just not resonating with people. Um, you know, do you have a product that is not being purchased by the people who you thought? So maybe it's time for you to stop shift gears realign all your marketing to focus on that target that new target audience um so there's a lots of these like little pivots that you can take a look at within your business that can help you realign everything and make things work a lot smoother um and you know this is this is true for us it's true for most businesses you know if you haven't experienced this kind of pivot moment where you're like i have these products or i'm not making the sales that i want or i'm doing this i'm doing that and just things are not really uh, uh working the way you wanted it to um it's time for you to stop and really sit down either with yourself or with your team and say like hey what's working what's not working uh there's a great tool that i learned years ago that really helps you take a look at your business as a whole uh it's great for business like as a whole it's great for one-on-one -on -one meetings it's a great tool for anything it's called stop start continue and so you sit down either on the computer or on a piece of paper and you just have a section called start, a section called stop, a section called continue. And um, you take a look, like whatever your goal is, like say it's the business as a whole. So what should we um, start doing? Like what are we not doing now that we should start doing? Uh, we should start selling this product that we have a lot of people coming to us asking for this thing. We can do it, which Zach and I, you and I did yeah. this recently. Um, we were not offering a specific product. We have a huge need for it. We had new staff that could align to meet that interest. And so we started offering it. So it's, what should I start doing that I'm not doing now? Um, what should I stop doing that we're doing now? Like, what are yeah, we wanna, selling? Wanna, Go ahead. I want to hit, I want to hit on that because it kind of, what you just said, the stop, the stopping. Yeah. Um, what can you stop doing? Right. Uh, because that's one of the things that early on we offered so much stuff. Like we, it was yeah. just we were all over the place um, to the point where it was like we got we got like you said we got to scale back. Let's let's take a step back. Let's be introspective here and look and say, 
no one's buying this service, no one's purchasing this service, no one's purchasing this service. When we pitch it, no one's interested in it. So why keep pushing it? Why keep it part of our sales process? Let's trim the fat, get rid of it. Let's yeah. hone in and focus, excuse me, let's hone in and focus on exactly what we're good at mm -hmm. and what we know people want. And like you said, we like this is going to, you said we just recently did that. Uh, we did it this year. Uh, we made a, a, a pivot shift and we made another pivot shift last year with offering uh, with the creation of SiteNow. Um, yeah. And so we have Market House and SiteNow and both of those were some pivots that uh, had we not listened and made that, that decision right then, I don't, uh, it, it would have ch changed a lot of, we would have been, we wouldn't be where we're at right now, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. It just, it, it really propelled things a lot just by making those two shifts this year and last yeah. year. So, uh, and we're still growing that. Sorry. I didn't mean to, I just wanted yeah, to add no. on to that. Yeah, no, um, the site now is a good point because site now, so we have our company, which is market house, which is, you know, marketing design web and, uh, consulting. And then we have SiteNow, which is a small, is a smaller, you know, kind of product that we offer. That's specifically for like small business owners, podcasters like yourself. Uh, it's like it's a, it's an easily packaged product, and we made the shift to go. Okay, you know, for for many business owners, it's how can I how can I sustain the business? Answer is recurring revenue. And for us, we did a lot. We treated a lot of projects as project based, and so. We created SiteNow as a model that we could sustain the life and that relationship with the customer, you know, uh, for as long as we need it. And, you know, for, for the lifetime really. of that relationship. Yeah. And um, that's what that model is. So that was a that was a small shift within the business to to dedicate resources to build that up. So. So we talked about start, we talked about stop. And the last thing is continue. So it's not everything is bad, right? And not everything needs to be fixed or changed. And so there's also processes internally that you should continue. So it's really important for you to look at what should we start doing? Those are like goals. Like what are we not doing that we need to do? What should we stop doing that we're doing that's just not working? And what should we continue to do that's really helped us continue as a company already? So even if you have this huge pivot shift in the company, there should still be a nice chunk of stuff there underneath your continue section that you, when you're doing this internal review, that, you know, what's, what are we really doing well? We're killing it on customer service. We might not have the right product for the market, but our service team is hands down one of the best around. You know, whatever it is, you, you should have a healthy basis there. So when you are making this pivot shift, there's things for you to rely on as a business. So well, when you're thinking to, about it, good. No, no I just I was just recapping. So like when you think about it um, and you're doing your internal evaluation, do the stop, start, continue. It will help and and do it often. Um, I do it in my I used to do it in my one on ones and coaching sections uh, that I would do with like team members and stuff. So it's definitely something that will benefit you uh, if you are consistent with it. Well, you can also do something that we do, Jason. Uh, you, we can add this onto piggybacking off of what you just said. Um, you can also do SWOT analysis. Uh, mm -hmm. Strengths, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Uh, this is something I used to do uh, when I was a uh, marketing director uh, before. Uh, we would always do that. It, we would analyze at the end of the year, probably around October, before making our big plans for the next um, year. 
we would always look to see what were the strengths we had this year, what were the weaknesses, where are some opportunities, and what are the threats are going to keep us from getting to the uh, getting to some of those goals. Um, right. And when we took a step back and we were able to whiteboard that out and really take a look at that, that's something that Jason and I do in our own business is once you look at see where you're really good at, where your strengths are, mm-hmm. maybe some of those weaknesses aren't necessarily something you need to scrap. Some of them might be. Some of them may be that you have to focus in and work on uh, to yeah. get better at in order for you to know exactly uh, what you need to be do- yeah what you need to be doing. And so um, yeah, so I think that taking an opportunity like to just to kind of springboard there, there's that what he's he's talking about. Um, start, stop, and continue uh, mm. is also the um, the SWOT analysis will, can kind of take it a little bit further. Uh, a lot of times, you, I mean, you can find all kinds of um, examples for SWOT analysis in, uh, out there. Uh, so I encourage you to, to do the research on that as well, just to see if there's anything that uh, you can do in your business. So right. let's get into kind of some other like bigger brand like that's that's our story we just had that pivot and we had that shift that happened for us but it's not something i mean there's we're just a, a small company compared to say twitter or you know some of these ones that you're going to mention jason but um i i think uh let's go into some of those bigger ones that that made some massive shifts uh, right which obviously paid off right so um uh, there's there's lots of, so we were talking earlier about like different types of shifts there's these big shifts there's medium shifts um i think you could even have like one day one category you could call like a branding shift you know um and i think that's more of that pivot is more of we need to make sure who we are visually matches who we are either now or who we want to be um because you you, we see that you see that time and time again now with like companies that you know, they have older branding and maybe it feels like the message is a little bit older and doesn't really match who they are trying to be. And so that branding will then realign to match with that. So like you see that with um, uh, Subway, Subway did it like five, six years ago. Uh, they updated their brand like for the second time. They had like a small uh, rebrand before that. Um, you know, Apple back in the day uh, had a pretty big, had a pretty big rebrand that kind of revitalized the whole company. Uh, McDonald's had a rebrand a couple years ago. Like all they these companies, kind of, they, yeah. they still need to work on that branding. <laughs> yeah. So like companies are constantly uh, w- through rebranding, they're constantly using that as a pivot point to realign the company visually um, with who they are either now or who they want to be. So um, yeah. that first category, you can call that kind of branding. But the big one I want to, the big kind of stories I want to talk about today are companies that really realigned uh, what they were offering or who they were uh, over time once they actually stopped and realized that they were in a pivot point. So one of the big ones that I want to talk about is um, is Tiny Spec. So I'm not sure if anybody knows who Tiny Spec was but i'm sure everyone listening to this knows who they are and that's slack so when tiny pet tiny spec started they started as like a gaming company and um they had an internal communication system that they used um that was very handy and i thought was a great product and they were like hey you know what maybe we don't need to do gaming maybe we need to market this product that we use internally and that we love 
boom, hello, Slack. And so they use that as a way to go, what are we doing? What are we doing well? Maybe as a video game company, not much. But they realized that they had a product on their hands that fit a need in the market and that people were just going to eat up. And they were absolutely right. So they now, had so that moment. Is Slack profitable now? I know that they were having some issues being financially profitable. Well, they um, got bought by um, Salesforce, right? Yeah, they did. Um, so which, I guess don't even, don't even <laughs> get me started on that. Yeah, so I guess they're making bank now. But um, but yeah, so I mean, they that that was that was a total different shift. So that's like the 180 sure. that you were talking about before. Um, let me look down my list. Oh, uh, here's an interesting one. So Avon, uh, the cosmetics company geared towards women, was started in 1886, I think. And um, it started as a door-to-door -door business, and uh, the salesman was selling books, selling books door-to-door, -door, and uh, his target audience was women. And uh, when he was selling them, he thought, mm, how, do I, how do I get – that connection better. Like, how do I get the women interested in the books? And it was to sell uh, perfume samples. And so he was selling perfume samples uh, along with the books. And then he was like, what the heck am I selling books for? I need to be selling perfume. And then the, he ended up, uh, you know, reestablishing the company, redefining the company to become a, uh, a cosmetics, a cosmetic company. You said Avon, right? Not Amazon. Yeah. Avon. It sounds very similar to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they still sell books. Uh, they, but yeah, yeah no, Amazon. Amazon did start as an online retailer for books, but um, you know, I thought that was I thought that was a very interesting story with uh, Avon because um, you know they you know they had a product offering. He wanted to expand it, and so I'm thinking, okay, that's his marketing offering. Through his marketing, he realized that that new offering and offer was what the people wanted rather than what they were offering as the actual core product. And then they realigned to follow that. And so, I mean, maybe that's like a 90 degree shift and not that 180, but uh, still. Uh, no, I, think it's, I think it's a 180 going from selling books to uh, cosmetics. That's a pretty big shift. Like that's. I know, but the cosmetics was. It was a part of it, though. You know, it was a part of their offering to begin with. Let's go 150. Will you go with? Will you go with 150 degrees? Uh, let's say 149. High maintenance. Didn't I say that earlier? Anyway, yeah, well, um, yeah. Perrier. Perrier. <laughs> so this is garbage water. This is what this is. This is garbage water. Trash water. Uh -huh. um, oh, so here's here's another one that's similar in the vein of um, Tiny Spec and Slack is Twitter. So yeah. uh, Twitter was started, um, as a lot of people know, by Jack Dorsey, and they had a – gosh, I forget how they what they started doing, uh, what the service started as. But uh, they wanted to create an internal messaging system uh, or a messaging system based on like SMS, based on like texting kind of stuff, and that's how they ended up creating Twitter. Um, which I think started out with no with no uh, vowels in the name, uh, so it's just T W T T R, and um, from there 
they then brought that product to market. And so it was a very similar story is what they, they looked at what they were doing internally and what they were doing right internally was that new product that they were going to offer. Um, and then, uh, you know, I have one more, but I think I want to go ahead and promote the community real quick. Um, so if you're listening and you're interested in Winject Studios, uh, we do these, we do these lives, uh, every week, uh, not only us, but the other partners uh, on the network, uh, go live once a week. Our slot is Thursdays, two o'clock Eastern. If you want to message us live while we're on the show, it's 843-396-2104. If you want to hit us up on any social channels, you can do at Winject Studios. You can do me. I'm at Jason Marlowe with an E on the end. What? I was going to say, in fact, if you have a brand or a company that you know that's made a massive Mm -hmm. pivot based off what we're talking about right now, drop it in the comments. We want to hear some more that you guys – have thought of um yeah even if it's like yeah rebrands i think are one of the biggest ones i think most people will kind of realize or may i have as a as a um uh as an addition as a comment but yeah uh message us live uh we're here you can message us on facebook linkedin uh youtube wherever you're watching um but then the last you know the last one i want to talk about as a story is uh flicker now I don't really know. You said that. So, you said that. You sounded so southern when you said "flaker." Is that how you said it? I don't know so, how I said it, Zachary. That, that North Georgia is coming out now. <laughs> Hold on, I got I like it. it. I need to sip Regroup. it back in. Regroup. <laughs> fiddle, faddle, fiddle, faddle, fiddle, faddle. The arsonist has big feet. Mm. Arsonist. Okay. Not a bank loan. Okay, let me start over. So the next one I have on my list is Flickr. And uh, did I say that better? better? Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) So uh, Flickr uh, for – okay, thank you, Paul. Paul didn't hear the accent, and Paul is from Boston. Paul's a liar. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. He's got my back. Uh, So Flickr, for those of you who don't know – Flickr, I think, was bought probably 15 years ago uh, by Yahoo, and I think it's like integrated into their whole thing now. But uh, it used to be a standalone uh, image sharing service. So mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when I'd have a photographer do a shoot for me, they'd send me the the album like in Flickr, you know, and I could yep. just go in and like download all the download all the photos. And um, uh, it was a really cool service, and it was like integrated with like Yahoo. I think at that point. Or maybe they were working on it. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so when Flickr started, um, Zach, I'll give you a guess. What do you think Flickr started as? Uh, they probably made sparkling water, right? <laughs> yeah, they were actually a distributor of Perrier. Well, I would never bought it. Actually, I did <laughs> buy it. But um, Yeah. No, so they um, started kind of in the same vein as uh, Slack. So they started, um, or the same kind of an industry. Um, they were a chat and real-time photo sharing service that was connected to um, a video game. I can't remember the name of the video game, but it was a it was a chat and photo component of this uh, video game service. And uh, they were like, you know what? Forget the video game. Forget the chat. We're going all in on the video, on the on the photos. And um, 
uh, I think it served them well because I'm pretty sure Yahoo bought them for like thirty something million dollars. So they did something right. Yeah, that was a that was a good pivot. It was a very good pivot. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, uh, one that kind of uh, hits home to me is you're familiar with Wrigley mm-hmm. gum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my hometown. You can smell that. You can smell it. You can smell it from the road. You know what I'm talking about, and yeah, where I'm from, uh, where I grew up, uh, there was a Wrigley factory, and every time you drove by it, we used to play a game where you would guess what which flavor they were making. And at the time, it was really easy because this pretty much always had juicy fruit. Like it was never anything like other than that. Or we just like blended all the mint flavors together and said, oh, it's peppermint, or it's oh, it's double mint. Um, yeah. But no, it's is always juicy fruit. But before when they first originally started it. Uh, they sold soap and baking mm. powder, and they would offer free gum with any purchase. And so when people <laughs> got more interested in in the gum than they actually did their soap and baking uh, baking powder, they were like, you know what? We are no longer in the soap and baking powder business. We are now in the gum business. And I mean, there's this history. I think Mars bought them. Mars? Is it Mars? It doesn't matter. But anyway, so... They created a massive shift. Going, I mean, let, that's a one. That's kind of like right? Avon. Going, that's kind of like Avon's story. That's a one forty nine, yeah. man. I don't know, man. Soap and baking powder have nothing to do with gum. Uh, the only thing that they had a connection was they would just give it for free, just for you know, exactly as a customer service. Exactly. One forty nine. I'm gonna go a little higher than that. I'm gonna go around one sixty. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think that, feel, that feels right to me. Number, the numbers are um, arbitrary. Everyone who's listening um, this week is probably still wondering about the bonus points that got last week for every time that you your call dropped. I was given I was given hundred hundred bonus points out every time somebody uh, every to time go you to, go, go towards what helping me uh, get get better internet. Andy, <laughs> yeah, thank I mean, you. You're here today, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Uh, just take kidding, a bow. Take no, a bow, sir. Take a bow, sir. Come on, come on, let's go. Um, uh, I wish. Uh, now he did come. He did come today, and we, we look. Things are great today, right? We're having. Yeah. We're having. Uh, where you're not having to uh, scramble. Uh, so, anyways, uh, what whatever it is, wherever you're at with your business, your podcast, your um, messaging, or whatever you're trying to do with your business. Uh, Take a step back and just look to see if there's a way you need to pivot. If it's stalling, things aren't growing, there's a reason why. Um, and it may not be a pivot that you need to make. It may just be uh, something that's, yeah. You, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my two cents, my two cents on the whole thing are um, <laughs> <laughs> Andy deserves a raise. Oh, and yeah. Must well, have been watching I- Andy. And must have been watching last week because, yeah, Andy does deserve a raise. <laughs> yeah, he Andy, a lot. Let's let's do a clap yeah. for Andy. He's not here anymore. Um, he, he's gone. But thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's what we can use those bonus points for. Everybody, push your bonus points towards the screen right now if you were watching last <laughs> week, and then they're all going to go to Andy's uh, Andy's fun. Um, are, these anyway, no. points, are, these, are these points redeemable to Shroot Bucks? Can I get any more Stanley Nichols? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Stanley Nichols. Okay, Stanley Nichols um, and Shroot Bucks. Sir. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. But you know, the, um, I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway here, uh, that I could give somebody is to try and constantly be thinking about, um, what's going on in the business. Could we be better? Uh, are we, are, are we growing fast enough? Are we stagnant? Um, are we happy with where we are? And I think it's really just like these moments where you need to either step back if you're, you know, soul, a solopreneur or whatever, or if you have a team kind of like Zach and I is stepping back and going like, okay, let's take a look at things. Like what, how is it going? Like, what's the market look like? How's our business working? Like, are we on, are we going to hit our goals? You know, what product are people gravitating towards? So I think it's really a constantly like reevaluating what you're doing. That's what I was going to say is assess what your people, what your clients and what your uh, audience is responding to. Yeah. If they're not responding to what you think they need, sometimes, sometimes we get into this thing where we sell products based on what we think what people need, not mm -hmm. in reality of what they actually are responding to and what they actually need. Um, yeah. And I think that we make that mistake as business owners all the time. And then it becomes our baby and it becomes our pride and joy. And we're like, I don't want to let this go. I don't want to, I don't want to pivot. That means I failed. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean yeah. it failed. It means that now you, you've learned something and now you can elevate that to go further. Um, and it, and I think that's the biggest thing for me and you, what we've learned is, uh, cause I, I remember me and you having that conversation of like, I feel like we give up on this. We, you know, we failed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I mean, I think and, you know, I vaguely remember that having that conversation with you, and, and I think we both were like, you know what? It's not. It, it's a learning experience. Now we were listening to what the market says, and we need to keep right. running with that. Uh, and we'll continue to do that. I think that's one of the things that we will share with any business owner um, forever is, you know, don't be afraid to make the shift. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm just thinking in terms of who I know is listening and and welcome to the show. I don't think I've seen you comment before, but uh, we're happy to have you here. Paul, I know uh, you are a, a freelance shirt artist. So I think, you know, maybe in your terms, it's like, do I have a T-shirt line that I've been, you know, and I think that I can understand this as a designer. It's like, do I have like a T-shirt line or something like that that I'm really passionate about, that I'm really, really loving these designs, um, but like no one's buying it? But I have this other thing that I don't really particularly enjoy, but people are buying it and allows me to prosper as a company. Maybe stop doing the thing that you are insanely passionate about. Maybe pump the brakes on that a little bit and then keep fueling the thing that is helping your business to grow. And then maybe at that point you can run a stop, start, continue analysis and go, what should I start doing? What should I stop doing? What should I continue doing? And maybe, you know, continue is doing the thing that you're passionate about. So you can still feel that in there. Um, but uh, maybe the stop, maybe this to stop doing so much of it and maybe start doing things that are actually turning into profit. So um, and let's make that shift. To, let's make that. Let's not just talk about that type of business. Let's talk about podcasters, because I think mm -hmm. you can apply the exact same thing to that. If um, you're seeing right. that you're not getting a lot of listenership you're not getting a lot of downloads on your episodes yeah take a step back and see why look at yeah. where your mo oh he says are you talking about my dnd shirts <laughs> maybe <laughs> i'm not talking about anything in particular <laughs> uh 
Ah, it's my first time here. Enjoy. Hey, welcome, Ann. Uh, we do this every Thursday, 2 o'clock Eastern time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we would love to have you come back again and yeah. um, continue to have the conversation that we, we're having now. So, but yeah, I was going to say with podcasters, it's taking a step back, looking at what the content is that you're producing. You're maybe extremely passionate about um, mm -hmm. frogs, uh, but no one is passionate about frogs. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to completely go away from frogs if that's your passion. You can find the, I'm pick the most obscure thing ever. <laughs> I'm but, sitting here thinking like, I tried to come up with names of a frog podcast. <laughs> uh, Frogger. Um, but yeah, so if it may not be shifting away from what you're passionate about talking about, it may yeah. be just a simple shift in how you communicate it. Um, yeah. I think that that's uh, something that I feel like it would be, <laughs> uh, would be, uh, even a small shift that you can do. So don't run away from what you're passionate about. Just yeah. maybe take a step back and how can you offer it in a different way? So, yeah. um, and, know, and know that it's okay. And know that it's okay. Yeah, because it um, I think a lot of, a lot of solopreneurs out there who are, who are running this game on their own, they feel really hesitant to shift or to change. Um, depending on what they see in the market and within their business. But I think, I think it's really important for you to understand that it's okay that if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. And um, a, yeah, you're, 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 you're growing. It's a learning experience. To, you know, to, that's how Zach and I saw it early on when we had to make those, those first big shifts and big pivots, but the pivots will happen constantly as long as you are, are you're, you're focused on growth, you know? So. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a quote by Henry Ford that says failure is simply an opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. And I think that that's kind of where, uh, for me and Jason, that's exactly it. It it wasn't we, we reached a point where it wasn't giving up. It was just saying, all right, we've got new information. What can we do with this new information? Yeah. Um, so just yeah, and I think I encourage anybody to do the research and look at those shifts that may be happening for you in your business. Um, periodically, I wouldn't go years without looking because then, then you're, you're down the road and you're, you've made all kinds of mistakes. I would say maybe quarterly or half a year, or at least if, if nothing else, the end of the year, before you roll into that new, new calendar year, take a step back and look and say, all right, where can we make some shifts? Uh, Jason and I kind of look at this stuff all the time. So, um, but anyways, I don't have any more uh, any more to say about pivoting. I think we've kind of put the the wrap around that. Um, mm -hmm. But what I'd like to do next week is talk about messaging. Um, that that's important for it doesn't matter if you're a, a business owner or podcaster. Messaging is important. Uh, we like to use the story brand Donald Miller's uh, framework. Uh, so we'll kind of talk about that, what that looks like, what is his uh, what does his framework look like and how you can apply that exact same into your messaging within your business, within your, uh, on your website, within, on your social media posts. Across the spectrum, you can use this framework to uh, create a better messaging. So um, until next week, we'll continue the conversation. We love uh, this every Thursday, we look forward to it. So tune in next week, Thursday, 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, to continue the conversation. We look forward to it, guys. See you guys. Bye.
This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. (laughs) 